Hey guys, just a quick little thing, is this video, not video, but episode was just quickly edited for simplicity, uh, I was busy working on projects this week, so, but I did get one out, hopefully you guys like it, there shouldn't be too many spaces, we did pretty good from the beginning, keeping things, but that's why there's no music, but next week when Brady's get back, we will be back into the normal, okay, here's our transition, here's our edit, and blah blah blah, so, I just needed to get this out, so I could get it out this week, uh, but next week we will be able to go back to our normal uh, times, normal edits, all that stuff. So hopefully you guys will enjoy this one and watch it, to listen to it to the end. Thank you. So the joke of the week is why the monkey followed the tree because it died. Yeah, I'm not good with jokes. Brady's not here, so <laughs> let's get into the podcast. Alright guys, welcome back to another Commander Lander episode. I'm your host, Owen, and it's been a while since we've had a dedicated episode. So, uh, we are back. Well, I'm back. Brady comes back next week, which is amazing. But, this week we are covering uh, the state of magic. So, we're going over each format. And then we're going over, like, what's Watsy doing? And you may have wondered, why am I saying we? Well, we have a guest on, and I will let him introduce himself. Hey, everybody. I'm Stephen Jay. I am the host of Dudes and Boo Deck Building Heroes, another uh, podcast by kids on Spotify. Um, you probably heard Owen talk about that before. Uh, each week, we build decks, do random stuff. We literally just choose random numbers and spin, like, wheels to decide what we're doing that day. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, please go check it out. We have, like, no listens. I'm begging you guys. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's fun to listen to, and it has a lot of knowledge, so I highly recommend it. Yep. So, how you doing today, Owen? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited that we can finally do this, and our schedules are finally working out. Yeah, because, like, it's been, like, a month since I've actually put out an actual episode. A week ago, I put out a, uh, like, I don't know, you probably listened to it since you listened to ours, but, like, the future, yeah, the future of Commander Lander, but, like, that wasn't a real episode, so, but, yeah, it'll be fun to get back into it, so, and then next week, for those who don't know, we've, I mentioned it before, this is our guest that I keep mentioning would be on, so this week, he's filling in for Brady, next week to a month, somewhere in that time range, we're going to actually try to plan a real interview with him, and then we're going to go over his topic of a choice, so, with Brady, so it'll be a lot more uh, normal, I guess you could say, but, yeah, but, now, with the intro out of the way, it's time to get into our wonderful game of Magic the Gathering. And speaking of games, there's another game, game that we card have for this Card game. I took Bro, it. it was such a good segment. I was so close. You were too slow. I don't think that really counts because you didn't let me finish my segment. You it didn't really matter. let me finish my sentence. It doesn't I'm gonna matter. Count this, I'm going to count this as a win in my book, but officially you won. So, GG's. Officially, I won, but you start. You started the segment. I finished it. Yeah, we'll say like that. I'll say I did somewhere in between tie and one. You got farther than Brady. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> well, yeah, Brady just forgets. So. Yeah. All right. So let's get in the card game. 
All right. So I will let you do your cards first because you're the guest. So Yeah. Peace. So when you first started doing card game on your first day, you were called You Cheater by Brady. And today I'm going to be called You Cheater. Probably. Yeah. Because you I'm also doing two cards. And one of them is a meme. So the meme card is She nice. Old Red completed game. It's two red red for a legendary creature, Phyrexian Preator. It's a 4-5 that has, if this creature would deal damage to another creature, destroy that creature. It has, whenever you draw a card, you gain two life, and whenever an opponent draws a card, you lose two life. Or, they lose two life, sorry. And then the flavor text is, Wizards of the Coast has failed. I shall not. So, the actual flavor text of Shieldred, uh, the Apocalypse, is, Dix has failed. I shall not. So, the reason that this card's name is She Old Red, completed name, is because she is its name. It's old because it doesn't just say death touch. And it's red because its mana cost is two and a red red. The reason it has a completed name is because it's Phyrexian and I fixed it. Uh, yes. She old red. That's, that's nice. I, I wish that wasn't a meme card. That'd be fun to play. I mean, well, technically, you could play it. So it's basically, just shield it except red. So if you're playing yeah. red and black, you kind of are playing it. But yeah, I, I see what you mean. Wait, yeah, would that actually means- be really cool if there was like a green and there was one of each color and like the red one was like whenever you draw a card, deal two damage to any target. Whenever your opponent draws a card, they do damage to target permanent they control. Or something like that. And then, like, the blue one, or the green one, was, like, put plus one plus encounters on creatures. That would be like, That would be such a cool... That would be so cool. Alright, but my real yeah. card is one of my favorite cards of all time. Nissa Who Shakes the World. Three and a green green for a legendary planeswalker Nissa. It enters the battlefield with five loyalty counters, and it has, whenever you tap a forest for mana, add an additional green mana. It has plus one. Put three plus one plus one counters up on... On up to one target non-creature land you control. Untap it. It becomes a 0-0 elemental creature with vigilance and haste. That's still a land. Then it has minus 8. You get an emblem with lands you control have indestructible. Already pretty good. Search your library for any number of forest cards. Put them onto the battlefield tapped and then shuffle your library. So now on. I know you're thinking, wow, that's pretty good in constructed because you can get like 15 forests if you're mono green. In commander, you can get like I don't know, 20 forests, but think about this. What if you have, like, two or three Skew Swarm tokens? I've almost crashed Arena doing that. That's, that's broken. Yeah, because, like, just imagine this. You turn three, or, like, turn six, turn five or six Skew Swarm, play a land, make a copy of it. Next turn, make another copy. Now you have four. Then just play 30 forests. So the sad thing is, um... They only trigger 120 times, which is still busted, but it's because all the lands entered at the same time, which means that it doesn't count more skew swarms, which is super annoying, but still, like, I've done this on Arena, like, I would be like, alright, minus eight Nyssa, get a million lands, and then I just, like, waiting, and, like, I can't do anything that I... That I break the game, and then like a few minutes later, the skew swarm to- triggers. I'll go on the stack, and I make like two hundred. And I'm like, oh, that's what happened. So yeah, yeah. Nessa, who shakes is a pretty powerful card. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great. I don't see why you wouldn't play that. Yeah, it's so good in mono green, man. 
It's ridiculous. Yeah, I've seen I've seen it a couple of times in Commander. It's just not like super popular, but it's pretty up there. I mean, what? if I actually cards for my Commander decks, I would put it in all of my green decks, except for like the three color ones, because I have like three or four three color decks with green in them. Yeah, because green needs more mana ramp. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just good at it. It doesn't really need extra because you're already playing a lot of it just because it's so much more value. Like, I swear, name one actual green deck on EDH Rec that doesn't have Cultivate. I dare you. Listeners, if you can uh, find that deck list and send us the link, um, we'll give you a shout out, right? Because if you yeah, email you, and- they'll give him a shout out anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I keep forgetting about that. We haven't had a single email. Oh, all right. Yeah, I, I was make, the first need, and last one. Yeah, I need to make... Yeah, oh yeah, you were. I need to make a list of, like, the intro to go over. Or, well, because we moved the news to the end. Yeah, so. you do it at the yeah. end now. Yeah, I'll have to figure out, but make a list. Nice, those are some good cards. What they Thank should you. do is uh, they should make a secret layer, but, like, a meme like version of secret layer where they make they only meme card. The, they already did that with the unsets yeah they did but those aren't legal like, well they did print some inside of infinity um yeah they those ones though are kind of i wouldn't call them like meme cards they're kind of like theme part the ones that are legal yeah it would be so funny if they like actually made Crowstorm a real thing. Have you ever heard of Crowstorm? I've not. So Crowstorm is a meme on the card Stormcrow, which everyone who played Magic a long time ago thinks is busted. Um, it's two and a blue for a one-one flying uh, creature bird, and it has Storm. So it's just the same thing except it has Storm, which is infinitely better. <laughs> it's actually oh. worth its mana cost now. Yeah. But they really should do that. Like, make a... Because unsets are one of my favorite sets, but Infinity is the only set that has some legal cards, and they aren't really, like, funny. I mean, it was a good set. It was... I didn't like it a lot. The lands are beautiful, but... Oh, my gosh, the lands are so good. I bought, like, a few booster packs, and I have, like, two or three of them. They were, like, auto-includes in my commander decks. They're so beautiful. Yeah, especially the uh, planet full uh, ones. Uh, I forget the name of them. Yeah, I have the green and white ones, and I like the green one a million times better. Because I have the white one that has, like, all the bubbles on it. It looks really weird, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, looks like a giant block of cheese. It kind of does, yeah. Except all yeah. the holes in this cheese, like, came out as bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so I have a card sticking with my uh, traditional fashion. Uh, it's very That's old. Nice. Of, of spirits? No. It, okay. It, it's not a spirit, but it sticks to the kind of theme. So, for those who do know, I really like old cards. This is an old card. It actually isn't that bad. Would I play it? No, because its color combination sucks. So it is Johan. It is a green, red, white, and three colorless for a 5-4. So, just that by itself isn't the best because yeah, it's not the greatest. Okay, but yeah, but it's not the worst. It had like still... trample and haste. It'd probably be worth it. Maybe if it had like trample haste and like uh 
pay like the three mana to tap it, put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. That's already pretty good. But yeah, and it, it it is in green, so I'm sure you could find a way to get trample. And then it's also in red, which can give it trample and haste. And then it's also in white, which can give it pretty you much anything else. Yeah. yeah, but it doesn't have an updated version. It or it might, and it doesn't show, so I didn't check. But it's in 176 decks, and it's Summon Legend. It probably would be like a Summon Demon or something like that. But it reads, as long so as Joe Hand... Why would it be a demon if it's black? If it's not black? Because uh, back in the day, there's a few demons they made red. Well, so I they're mean, not red, red demons. Oh, it is red. Hmm. I still don't so think it, that you should put white on a demon. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. It depends. I'd, I'll look up the text sometime. But, Maybe uh, it says, like another empire. Yeah, it could be, actually. I mean, it looks more like a... That's true. It kind of looks like a... I don't know. It's hard yeah, to explain. Gonna... Look up... Yeah. Doing that right if now. You can fi- yeah, see if you can find it while I read it. So, it reads... As long as Johan does not attack and is untapped, attacking does not cause creatures you control to tap. So pretty much if you don't attack with him and he's untapped, all your creatures have vigilance. yeah vigilance, pretty much. I still don't really like it because its only effect is to give stuff vigilance if, it's, if it doesn't attack, which I think is pointless because it would be... It would be the same thing if it was a 1-1, right? I don't think yeah. it really... I think that they... Like, I think that they're going for two different things here. I think they're going for, like, a big creature that gives you, like, a bit of a reward. But then they're also going for this effect to give all your stuff vigilance if it doesn't attack. So I think that they're kind of... I think if it was, like... um, I think if it was more, like, white... I think if it was more, like, white... One and a white-red for a for a 1-2 that has the same effect would be much more what they were looking for. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely not the best card, but it also did come out in Legends, so that was, like, right after... uh, When did Legends come out? Like, five years after Magic came out? So, again, they also didn't really figure out, like, what a card is, because Magic has just gotten faster. So, maybe back in the day it would have been better. Today, no, not really. Well, I mean, I just realized that it actually is a pretty good blocker. Oh, it's a great blocker. It's just that you'd have to figure out what you're putting it in. Because the only two decks I would put it in would be a uh, Knights, but that would be a weird Knight color combination. But human, like tokens, uh, angels, and demons, like together. So you could do that. Or you could put it in an equipment and aura deck because... Green has good equipment and ores, so does white. White has great equipment and ores, and then red has some yeah. decent ones. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, but um, it doesn't really seem like it's worth it, because if you are equipping it, then you lose its text box, basically. It just becomes a vanilla 5-4, because you're always going to attack with it. And if otherwise, then it's just a six-mana thing that gives your pumped-up creature vigilance. Well, you could Until put it. the equipment on other creatures. I I want to do it I on mean, itself. If you like, if you do it on itself, it loses its text box. And if you do it on other creatures, it's just a six mana enchantment that gives you stuff vigilance and sometimes can block. Yeah, that's definitely true. But it's also 
if I was using it, because I only play commander, so I'm thinking about it from a commander perspective, is like, I play cards that suck just because they're funny. Like Nebuchadnezzar, do you remember me talking about that in one of the episodes? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. just funny. It sucks, it's just funny, so. Yeah. It's, it's better than Nebuchadnezzar, but not by much. Still six yeah. mana, though. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm just like, if this thing was like a 3-3 three, three for like one and a red, green, white, I would like it so much more than I like it now. Because if you're attacking with it, it loses its text box. And if you're not attacking with it, then it's six mana for a 5-4 defender that gives your stuff vigilance. Yeah, pretty much you would only play this if you don't really plan on winning or if you want to win like one game out of 100. Yeah, but that's exactly what Commander is for, so. <laughs> Definitely, that's really all Commander is, besides the few CDH players, which they aren't playing Commander, so. There's actually combo. Yeah, I was confused. Card. No way. Yeah, hold on, I need to check this. Combat, Celebrant, and Helm, oh, Helm of the Host, obviously. Oh, combat celebrant and helm of the host is a combo by itself. I, I did that inside of an episode with um episode yeah. six where I have one. Um I talked about that combo uh during deck tech because we the segment in the middle is deck forge, deck battle, or deck tech. Uh deck forge is we build a deck, deck battle is we play some decks, and deck tech is I talk about a deck. Um so I I talked about uh uh Rakdos splashing white, a Helm of the Host combat celebrant combo deck. So I I do know that combo. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there, there's quite a few really combos with him. I don't really see but, how um this guy helps with that combo. That combo just works itself. Yeah, that one works itself. There's a few with him, uh, but mostly all the combos seem to be just people putting equipment on stuff, and then moving it for infinite combat phases, which I guess would make sense. But again, that's still oh my a wasted okay, so ability. I just searched up the combos. It says there are 97 of them. Um, okay. Yeah, all of these... All of these things all of these work are by themselves. Individual. Yeah. Yeah, these... These, like, don't matter. Like... Kiki Jiki the Mirror Breaker is inside of a lot of combat decks. Ooh, I just saw this really cool card. Life and Limb. It's three and a green for an enchantment. All forests and all sapperlings are one one green sapperling creature tokens in forest lands in addition to their other types. That turns all your sapperlings into forests and all of your forests into sapperlings. Now you have a bunch of one one mana dorks. That card actually looks really good inside of a sapperling deck. Yeah. See... So yeah, I would play this in an artifact deck. That's really all you would play this card in. Besides that, I don't know what you would play it in. I don't like the color combination anyways, because I don't, I don't like red or white. Inside of the Helm of the Host combo? No, uh, Johan the Commander. I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't really play him to begin with. Yeah, Fun I card. Play him yeah, if you build a deck around him, email us because he only has 176 decks. So I'm curious who actually plays it. But yeah, all right, that's my pick. So we're going to go into uh, just the topic, which is uh, magic as a whole. So what format do you want to start with? 
Uh, I want to do oldest formats to newest formats. So we can start with, I'm going to go with Vintage, because that one is the one with, I think, the most broken cards legal, or at least restricted. Yeah, Vintage has a lot of stuff going on. I'm going to say, Vintage is fun if you have a lot of money to burn. If you don't, stay far away from Vintage and just pretend you're doing that in a side of another format. Just make some infinite combo decks in other formats. It'll be fun. Don't focus on Black Lotusing into Dark Rituals into other broken cards and just make like 15 mana and then just storm them out with Tendrils of Agony. Don't focus on that kind of stuff. Just just play normal decks, guys. This is not what magic is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, and... No one really plays vintage. Like, you have to find a very specific group. Yeah. Uh, Legacy. I have the same exact things to say about Legacy as I do about vintage. Yeah, they're... Realistically, they're kind of the same thing. When when it comes to rules, not how you play, but, like, rules. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Vintage is a great format when it comes to actually playing it. But it has a lot of banned cards, and it also has a lot of restricted cards. cards. It only has restricted cards. I think the rule of the format is that you can only restrict cards. That makes it so that you can... Because otherwise, they would ban Black Lotus. Like... No, there's a vintage... There's a banned list. There's any card referencing... Ante, which is an old keyword, uh, any card with conspiracy card type, any card which is culturally offensive, oh. well, yeah. And then the actual cards that are banned are Chaos Orb, Fallen Star, and Sharazad. So there's three cards that are actually banned. Man, they must be so broken to get banned inside of Vintage or Legacy. <laughs> Well, Chaos or makes sense, but the other ones I don't. I want to read. I don't know enough about Vintage to really like decide if they're worth banning. Yeah, Vintage. I don't know. I think it's. I don't think Vintage will be around for much longer. I think there will be a few people who really like Vintage, like there are now, but then. I don't think anyone's going to get in the vintage. It's too expensive, as you said. It is really interesting to play. Not necessarily hard, but there's really it's one-on-one. Commander's taken over the format, which kind of really ruins almost every other format because Commander's easier. You can play with more people. And then you have Cube and Draft, which are obviously going to always be popular because draft and cube, well, draft because there's always new sets, cube because people like drafting without spending a lot of money. And then obviously modern will probably be around for a while. Um, Dan, Dan, who knows? Oh yeah, the fish format. (laughs) Yeah, no one knows about that one. Yeah. Have you ever seen the card market? We finally tried playing Dan, Dan thing. Yeah, I did. The guys just, like, play. And the picture is so funny of the guy hitting the other guy with a fish. Yeah. That is just great, A. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know. Vintage, I don't think, will be around longer because there's no, like, new cards. So. 
There's no, no like, one... actual cards that affect it. Yeah, and there's no one playing it for the most part. You have to really find an interesting group to come across Vintage. And yeah. it's one of those, and you're not going to play a bunch of it in a row. You're going to play, like, one game, and then you're going to probably like, I, got, I got comboed off on turn one. I don't like this format anymore. Yeah, and it's not beginner-friendly, either. Not at all. There's so many complicated interactions. Yeah, and it doesn't help that every card is older, so the words are still old-themed. Yeah. I had to read Chaos Orb, like, three times, and I understand why it's banned now. Yeah. So it's it like is. an unsigned, except it was printed in, like, alpha. Yeah, Chaos Orb is... Yeah. Alright, so that's a bit... Imagine you just put four copies of those inside of a deck before it was banned, and then, like, had fans set up in strategic places around the room, and then just, like, blew up your opponent's entire land ba- mana base. Yeah, I think that's why one reason it was banned is because, obviously, it's vintage, so there wasn't a lot of mana ramp back in the day. So I think that's one reason why Chaos or might be banned, is because it can destroy anything. Yeah. I mean, it has to land on it, but imagine, like, if someone kept all their cards in, like, a little stack, but, like, a folded stack, and then it just lands, like, on, like, seven lands. Yeah. Like, how I like putting my basic lands so that you can see the word basic, but then the next uh, land starts. Um, Yeah. Just because you can, like, count them easier and it looks super organized. Imagine if, like, the chaos orb just, like, landed sideways on top of, like, five lands. Yeah, or if it lands on a bunch of creatures, that, that'd be... Or tokens, what do you do with tokens? Because obviously Vintage, it being an old format, it will still have, like, I guarantee no one's going to just, like, bring out, like, eight tokens. They're probably going to just use dice. So how would that work? If it landed yeah. on it, would all eight be gone? Yeah, what my friends do is they take cards out of their graveyard and use them as tokens. So they could probably just, like, put dice, and then they, like, put the cards out of their graveyard back onto the field. But yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's vintage. And uh, what's, yeah, and modern, legacy. Modern is next. Alright, modern I don't know much about, so I'm going to have you mostly do the talking because I don't really pay oh. attention to modern. I don't play that much modern. I think it's a cool format because of the combos you can do and how like powerful it is. Um, me personally, I don't think it's the best format for people to get into. I think, personally, the best format that you could possibly get into if you're playing Magic, if you want to do it competitively, um, I want to say Pioneer is probably the best, um, but if you want to do it just for fun, uh, it's that or Standard, because, or sorry, not Standard, Commander. Uh, Commander is the funnest Magic format in existence, in my opinion, just because, um, it's Commander. That's, like, the definition, so. yeah. And you can have friends. Yeah, or you can chase them away with Nebuchadnezzar decks. Or you could do that. Or you can go on spell table and not lose your friends and still be annoying. Hmm. What is the point where you're not, like, completely aggravating your friends um, in between the point where you're still annoying them enough to make your decks feel fun? Uh... When they're, 
when I play with my brother, he does this. So I want if he listens to this, he'll probably start laughing or he's gonna get mad. But like my uh, brother, when he plays, when we make him mad, he won't quit. His just like eyes go really wide and he just stares. So I'd say that point. When the person <laughs> stares at the cards, contemplating why they sat down to play magic when they just got when they're trying to relax. That's the point when you know that you're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, modern is basically just like commander, except competitive and way faster, I'm going to say. It's like yeah. pet decks that can be super annoying that are competitive and fast. Yeah. The- a few, I mean, I know a little bit about Modern. One thing I know, didn't they just ban a bunch of cards and change the rules? I have no idea. They did change the Cascade text because they did this, like, crazy, like, like, they do, like, turn to Shardless Agent, uh, Cascade into Valky, God of Lies, and then flip it onto Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter, which is a seven-mana Planeswalker, um, because it's a backside, it's a card from Kaldheim. So they had to uh, change the rules text on uh, Cascade so that it checks the card as it's on the stack to make sure that you can't play a 7-mana Planeswalker by cascading into a 2-mana creature. Oh, that yeah, that makes sense. But that was like a while ago. That was like, I don't know, a year or two ago. Maybe a little is, bit more. Is Modern the one where you can only have the most recent cards? No, that's Standard. Okay, standard is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, so I don't, they, I know nothing about did, modern. They did just ban some cards from standard, and they, yeah, um, they did change the rules. Yeah, they changed it to be four months, I believe, instead of three, or was it no, two months, two to three? No, it's it was eight months before. It was the past eight sets, and then once you get to nine, it rotates the oldest four out. But it changed it so that it's the twelve sets, and once you get to thirteen, it rotates the oldest four out, or maybe the okay. oldest eight. Yeah, Long-term, which. It, they made it longer, which I think personally is an improvement because then your like super fun deck can stay around for an extra year. Because I have this like currently awful like mono green deck. Um, it's just like a bunch of standard rares and other like decent standard cards just chucked into a pile with some forests. Um, I call it mono green jank. And so far, it has uh, three owed some minor league LGSs tournaments. So <laughs> you heard it here nice. first. But mono green jank is a real thing inside of standard right now. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's one format that I'm glad they extended. I don't play. I only play commander because commander is the best. Can't Lost. change your mind. But I'm glad they did extend it because I feel like it was only for people who had way more money than they need. Yeah, it's kind of like those people. The same. It's kind of like aimed at the same people who play Legacy and Vintage, except for people who don't like winning on turn one and like mid range and counter spells. Yeah, that's why commanders. When you think about commander, commander really is the best format, and not just because I play it. But that does make it a better format because I play it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it is like you can play any card pretty much. There's like very few banned cards. And they're banned because they're like 
played like Emrakul Eons Torn, I believe, is banned. But again, yeah. I think that's a stupid ban. But like, it kind of makes sense because like you play that, the other person loses. But for the most part, you can play any yeah. combos you want. You can play however you want. You could play like a lower power level. You could play the worst commander. <coughs> Nebuchadnezzar. <coughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't know it, if that keeps me really loud. The microphone is, like, right in front of my face. No. I mean, it was louder, but not louder than me. I can see. Okay. Alright, cool. But, it... I mean, I feel like a lot of it comes down to how Commander's doing. Because all other formats were doing really well until commander came out like 10 years ago i think roughly 15 maybe but when it commander was created it was it pretty much broke not instantly because it had to obviously build up a fan base and people who would play it but i feel like once it got going it's like the little engine that could it just you can't stop it now yeah like it's like the way some people play the game like even if wizards of the coast was just like Alright, uh, com- Commander is now not a real format anymore, and we are not going to advertise for it anymore. People aren't going to care, because they already have their 15 pet deck Commander decks that are already sleeved, have, like, signed playmats for each of them. Like, they're not going to stop playing Commander just because Watsy doesn't want them to. And besides, Watsy is already too far down the train of releasing Commander products to stop. So, at this point, Commander is a format, and it's going to be sticking around for probably until Magic dies, and then probably a little bit more after that, which hopefully is never. um, Yeah, I think for some reason if Magic dies, which I have a few ideas about where Magic is going, but I feel like if Magic did die, Commander would still be around, because... Commander isn't run by Magic Wizards of the Coast. It's pretty much its own format. It was created by the people, and the Wizards of the Coast decided to start making rules for it. But then there's a little rule called uh, Rule Zero. So pretty much Commander is any rule you want, as long as your playgroup decides on it. So even yeah, still, yeah, Wizards of the Coast can't touch it. Yeah, yeah, like you can't touch Commander. Like technically. Um, I play a fake format called Evolve, which is Popper, except you can play Uncommons, uh, and the Mulligan rule is different, uh, so are, like, Takebacks, um, it's a super fun format that I play with my playgroup, um, uh, the rules are standard magic rules, you can't play rares or mythics, uh, when you mulligan, uh, the first, I think, two mulligans are free, but once you mulligan the third time, it's the London Mulligan, except uh, you. So you get to keep four card, four cards if you Mulligan more than two times. Uh, just because we don't want people to just do infinite free Mulligans, uh, but we do want free Mulligans because it's generally more fun. I like Commander like that. Um, and then if you want to take back a mistake you did, you pay one life, so you don't get you get punished, but um, you don't like. Oh no, I accidentally tapped this land, and now I only have blue mana left, and I want to cast my blue-red hybrid spell. Huh, that's interesting. My playgroup does something a little... It's not normal for Commander. We do... uh, It depends on who I'm playing with, because... 
we have one person that if we play with him, we play competitively because that's all he has is competitive, like not CEDH level, but like competitive, casual. So I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, like power level eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, seven to eight, and but on for the most part, we play six to eight just because we're all jankier. So like most of my decks are six just because that's how I want them to be. I don't want them to be more powerful. I just want to have fun. So if we're playing like the jankier side of our play group, we'll uh, do where you can, it depends on who we're with and who wants to play what, but we have two mulligans we do. Either you can keep going until you have three lands, but if you have three or more lands, you have to keep. So you don't get to choose your cards besides the lands so it basically says okay you have three lands guaranteed or you could penalize yourself i don't know why you go with less or we do um one free and then we do uh six five four three two one so forth well isn't that just that's just the london mulligan yeah just we add some people do just the london without the free one I like the free mulligans just because it makes it more fun. It's just like you you look at your hand, you're like, oh crap, I have like this one land and everything in my hand is like three mana. And it's not even the same color as the land. So then you mulligan and you get like a two land hand that has two of your three colors, but most of the cards are those colors and you can probably cast them pretty easy. And it's like, oh cool, I still get to keep this seven card hand. And it's still not super good, but it's much better than my last one. Yeah. So I, I like free mulligans. As long as people don't take forever doing it, I, I like free mulligans. Yeah, that's one of our topics Brady and I are actually going to talk about is time management because of landfall and mulligans and whatnot and, to and token decks and dice. But command Commander really does rule magic at this point. It's really the only format that they actually make products for directly besides draft. But that's because draft is just a... Draft is a game that they were really smart to make because now, well, I guess they weren't smart. That's how they originally did it before set boosters came out. But the it's smart when you think about the way they did it. Instead of just giving out cards like set boosters, they decided to go with, oh, we're going to create this so you can play with the cards. And then depending on who you're playing with, you can, like I know some people say, oh, if you bought the box, all the cards are yours. We're just going to play with them until like you leave. And some people do winner keeps all so forth. I don't know. Depends on the person. But like draft really do is like a game that you would play before. You even get the cards, and once you have the cards, then you can go shimmy your way over to your local LGS and play with everybody because everybody plays Commander. And you just play your good stuff decks, which is probably one of the uh, funnest archetypes. It is the funnest archetype in Magic. Except for those uh, people who just play Control all day. Control sucks. Control con sucks. No, Control is the best. No, Control sucks. That's like, that's literally the name of one of our podcasts. And since we finally I know. our episodes, um, I hopefully I didn't scare away like a bunch of your and my listeners, <laughs> but like, it's not fun to just destroy everything. Yeah, like, I was, I was listening to it as I was mowing the grass and I almost crashed into a tree when I heard that control sucks. Because wow. that's how that's how I play. Because uh, I have two new decks. One's a stacks deck. It's a fifty dollars stacks deck. So it's not just the uh, 
I don't know, normal stacks. That, you know what stacks means, right? Yeah, stacks is just okay. like, if you play something and it sticks on the board, I lose the game. Yeah, pretty much. Or it's uh make the game a draw. So n- most like have like Winter's Orb, Land, Stone Untapped, stupid stuff. I don't like that type of stacks because I feel like it's not fun. But my stack deck is where I make all of your creatures cost more to play. So like oh, all creatures that you play cost one more. Uh, all non-creatures cost two more. And then what I'll do is I'll bounce all the creatures or cards you have down to to your hand so you have to replay them when they cost more so that's kind of a stacks control and then i have an experiment garage deck which is a really janky commander i think i talked about it on our ooze deck i believe uh ooze uh podcast i believe uh but that one is kind of a control because it's one one counters but i have like seven uh counter spells and it's pretty much i'm going to make all my creatures really big with like plus one plus one counters i don't use uh i can't think of the name now what's that effect that uh doubles counters uh you mean like add them like proliferate yeah proliferate thank you i can't remember the name but proliferate like i don't like using proliferate i feel like it's too easy and now with poison being a thing again i don't like the like it's just if people hear uh proliferate it's not a good thing so i have a lot of like oh i want to bounce this creature i'm going to transfer all the one one counters on it before i bounce it and then when i play it again i'll get more counters i'll move them bounce it and then i also have a creature in it that gives minus one one counters to itself so what i'll do is i'll bounce i'll move it to one of your creatures and i'll just do that over and over again so that one's kind of control but control is the best if you do it properly I'm going to say two words together that break your mind. Armageddon stacks. No. <laughs> I did it. I, I broke the podcast. Imagine no. I somehow you into playing like a format where Armageddon is legal. And then I'm just like, all right, uh, turn one, I'll play, I'll play a tap land. Turn two, I'll play a mana rock. Turn three, I'll play a land. Oh, Owen, I'm so sorry. Um, this is my job, Armageddon. Goodbye, lands. Turn 18, we finally got back up to five lands. Me, top decks with no cards in my hand. Ooh, there it is. <laughs> Alright, this pot, I'm joking. This. <laughs> You're just like, alright, that's it, I'm never having you that's, on again. <laughs> that's it, that's it, no more. <laughs> I'm quit <quoting> magic. <laughs> Armageddon, no. I hate Armageddon. <laughs> I'm wheezing. <laughs> I'm not even going to edit this out. Oh, no. I'm just going to leave it in there because it's funny. Everyone's going to think that I'm a mad scientist. Yeah, but so far we've had like three listens on all our newest ones. So realistically, the one with Armageddon uh, has the most listens to it. So anybody who listens to this one probably has listened to that one. Yeah. So they'll, they'll know what you mean when I <laughs> almost died when I read Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I guess back on topic because... Our train kind of went off the rails, boarded a bus, and then went to Kentucky. 
Um, so, uh, back to our topic, we were, we we're, uh, finishing Modern, and moving over to Pioneer, which I think is probably one of my favorite formats ever, because it's a non-rotating format that has a lot of card selection, um, and it's very easy to combo. One of my favorite deck archetypes is combo, just because it's just like, if I untap with this board state, they lose. So, I, I like combo, and Pioneer seems like a really good place to do that, Not if not two-card combo, then like three or four-card combo, which is the kind of Yankee combo I like playing. Um, I like Pioneer a lot, and we already discussed Standard, so... Pioneer, again, as I will say, Commander kind of decides what formats are healthy or not, but Pioneer is like the little brother of Commander. Yeah, it's like the de- the format where you can play whatever pet deck you want to, uh, have as much fun as you want to, but can still be competitive if you want to. Yeah, and it's doing pretty well when it comes to people playing it. There's still quite a few people getting into it. It's just... Not our, the one issue I see with Pioneer is not everybody wants to combo. But at the same time, it's perfect because there's people who play Pioneer and mo- almost everybody in Pioneer combos. So if you want to go play with other combos, then Pioneer is the way to go. Well, I don't like playing against combos. I just like killing people with them. Well, then stay out of Commander. No one wants to see your combos. Oh... Like Commander <laughs> should be a combo-free format. You can't really do combos in Commander without, like, major, like, tutors and stuff, because, like, you're gonna need to Too have, many like, cards. you're gonna need, like, vampire, Vampiric Tutor, Demonic Tutor, Diabolic Tutor, Diabolic Intent, all that stuff, because you're gonna need to be able to find the combo pieces. And still, it's basically, they basically are just, like, extra mana for the same card. Um... But still, like, yeah, Commander is a very combo-free format because you only have one copy of each of the combo pieces. And some combo yeah. pieces just revolve around having the other one in play. Like, if you have two Felidar Guardians, you can just go infinite, which is why it's banned in, like, every format. Um, I mean, there definitely I- are c- combos. Almost every deck has a combo in Commander. But at the same time, Commander isn't so much I'm going to win with the combo. It's more, oh, I'm going to get lucky one out of ten games by drawing my combo. And I'm almost going to pee myself because this will never happen again. You're just going to be like, oh. Yeah, because. Or like, the, too- like the golden filter and the light shines out from the yeah. window. It's the there's card right too- in the face. And then the sheen from the sleeve is going to blind you. <laughs> Yeah, there's too many cards in Commander. I mean, I play a few combos, but again, that's why... That's one reason why I genuinely... I'm going to go back to Commander, because that's really all I know. And Pioneer is great, but that's one thing Commander has above everything else, is that you can play stuff, but Commander has a lot more luck than... I mean, obviously you can tutor, but no one likes tutors, so... You can, like... Uh... Okay, I, no one that, just, no, in Commander, you won't see a lot of, like, every tutor, you'll see maybe a, you'll see, like, two tutors per deck, is what I found, you won't see a lot of tutors, and then, believe it or not, a lot of people go for board wipes compared to combos with tutors. Yeah, you want to know what else they go for? Land no. board wipes. <laughs> 
and you know what you're gonna get off of this podcast. <laughs> you're just gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna cast my black black spell instant destroy target other podcast host. <laughs> I'll just destroy your podcast. No. I don't know how. I don't know how, but I'll, I would find a way. Um, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my motto. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. My other yeah. motto is everything is gonna be okay. It's all okay. It's all fine. It, this is fine, guys. This is totally okay. It's all fine until I see an Armageddon. <laughs> I swear. I'm just gonna be like in the middle of the night, I'm gonna ring my alarm clock and I'm just gonna get up here and send you and just like spam emails to just like contain an image of Armageddon and I'm gonna go back to sleep and you're gonna be wake up and be like just start cursing me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now I regret making Armageddon such a terrible thing because now if our podcast ever gets big, I'm gonna just be sent Armageddon's. At least you get to give the people shout outs. That's true, I would. And it's not hard to find our address either, because our address is on our shipping for our packages, so all you'd have to do is buy a card from us, and you could send us as much mail as you want. I just realized, what if I go... I'm actually going to check this out one sec. I'm going to go on your guys' TCG Player Store. Uh, by the way, go check out Commander Lander's TCG Player Store. Um, it's cool. Uh, one second. I need to... We have a boatload of garbage. And the reason why I say garbage is because we really don't have anything worse than anything. But that's just also because our motto is get customers like we just changed our packaging it it's instead of just opening a card and being like this like little depressing looking piece of cardboard in a sleeve that came in this depressing like crumpled envelope that came in your depressing colored mailbox i don't understand your... why everything about this is so depressing why can't we lighten up a little bit go with the flow well, that's what Commander Lander's all about. We light up your day. So if you order from us, head to our store, and I forgot where my business idea was going. That was almost a good trend. That was almost a good ad. Yes. We were this close to perfection. This close. Okay, never but, mind. But we, but we did just change our... Um, packaging so now you get our business card and we'll probably give you more than one because we're hoping you pass it out but we also wrap it in a present style and we use colorful stuff and whatnot so when you open it it feels like a little bit of happiness not just a depressing little card from a depressing mailbox from a depressing store not that i'm gonna hate on other stores but you could do better on your packaging yeah um, I just went to your guys' thing on TCG Player, and I searched up Armageddon because I was thinking I was just going to buy, like, all of your copies and then send them back to the return address and just be like, sup, Owen. But there aren't any copies. Sniff. Yeah. Did you burn them all like you said you were going to? <laughs> no, I just didn't have any. Oh. Uh, nope. I just had this sudden image in the dead of night, you sneaking out of your house and then just throwing a bunch of them into a fire. You never know. 
The only reason why we would sell an Armageddon is if I bought a collection off of someone or bulk and it happened to be in it because Armageddon won't really ever go up or down in price. It'll kind of just stay the same. I personally think that once people get popular about this podcast, it's going to spike in price so people can just send them to you. And then I'll be the richest man alive. Because <laughs> then you'll just because sell them all. They'll buy it, yeah. It'll just be a cycle. Oh man, can I can I be your agent now that I figured this out? We'll wait until it happens, and then you can be my agent. I'll be your agent before it happens, because when it happens, you're gonna be like, "What? You figured this out? No way! You're not getting ten percent." You're even if you were my agent, you'd still get zero percent because I created the joke. Actually, I just created the joke. Well, you added to it. Technically, okay, my my dad created the joke because after he heard the podcast, he said, guess what? And I said, what? And he said, Armageddon. I almost lost my mind. <laughs> you just like, you went like feral for a second. And your pupils got really small and you started chasing him. And then you woke up with your arms like almost towards his neck. And you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> Maybe not that far, but that I wouldn't deny if someone sent me an Armageddon, I wouldn't ponder that thought. Now I'm just It'll... imagining you going feral every time that someone sends you an Armageddon and you just have to keep buying new mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. This is such a good episode. What's worse is now that I realize Armageddon isn't that expensive either. So, like, if we ever get to, like, even a thousand subs- uh, listeners or just, well, subscribers, whatnot, I don't know, dedicated people, it, just one of them could send an Armageddon, and that would be annoying. I just, but what if this person figured out how to tell everyone, wait a second, they're listening to the podcast, never mind, the dominoes have already started, the chain has been set in motion, my secret plan is hatched. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, because Armageddon is such a funny thing and we're so far off topic, if you send an Armageddon to me, whether it's printed, real, I don't care, a meme Armageddon, you, uh, I don't know, we'll do something special, I guess. We'll give you a shout out guaranteed. And we'll probably have you on one of our episodes. So send send me Armageddon's. If you send Owen Armageddon's, then I will also give you a shout out on my podcast. And can you just edit this part out? We need to we need to brainstorm on something that we can do. Maybe we should like sing him happy birthday. We're back from pondering, so yeah, here's our thoughts. We will customize your armageddon so that it looks like a basic land with a dead emoji face on it and then we will also send you one of each basic land type with a dead emoji face on it and we will and whoever you sign them to you will get their signature on them and you can brag to your friends look i have these signed alternate art lands yeah and then you can pretend that your armageddon is a double face card it's all it's a land but it's also an armageddon <laughs> yeah Definitely. If you're mana screen, you have a land, but if you have a bunch of mana rocks, then you have a bird wipe. 
Oh. That would actually be a, that'd be a broken card, actually. Yeah. Well, like, and um, like, like a Zendikar Armageddon that on the back is like a white tap land. That'd be busted. Speaking of broken cards that nobody likes, let's move into our actual topic that we're going to talk about what the Beep Watsi has been doing to our beloved game of Magic the Gathering. Pretty much nothing. That's all I've got. I'm going to say <laughs> that Watsi has had their fun printing broken cards and then banning them. Like, um, I've been listening to MTG parodies recently of, like, funny songs, and uh, We Didn't Start the Fire was one of them. It was Cards on the Modern Ban List, and it goes, Cards on the Modern Ban List. Da, 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 da. You should think they plan it. If it breaks, they ban it. And that's pretty much what I think Watsi has done to everything in Magic the Gathering. <laughs> Printed broken cards. They're too broken. They ban it. Yeah, they need to get their act together. That's one thing I will say is he's done nothing good, period. Because, I mean, maybe the rules, all right? The rules for... Something I think is super annoying is that they've made the Commander starter decks more expensive. Like, they used to be, like, 20 bucks, I heard on another podcast. But now they're, like, 45 to, like, $50 each, depending on what's in them. Yeah, which, I mean, that's one thing I'll argue with, because technically that's not their fault. They can't control card prices after. They kind of can from the beginning because they can make it like more powerful less powerful but again people will use their money to decide so that also could be why is they're putting in like cards that are actually good in pre-cons which is why pre-cons now are really good yeah my friend only has pre-cons and one of them is the uh brothers war urza one uh i have only busted yeah i have only like home built magic the gathering commander decks and like I've only beat that deck twice, and I've played against it, like, over 20 times. Like, it's actually ridiculous. It's so good. It's just, like, it can get its six-mana commander out on turn three without any mana ramp, and then it just makes, like, five fives every turn. It's, I I can't beat it. It, My decks are so much, are so much worse than that. Yeah, even uh, in normal, like, uh, not CDH, but I forget where it was. It was Command Fest something, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, recently, uh, one of my podcast podcasters I listened to, he took uh, Urza's to the Urza Precon. He only changed one card, and it wasn't really super important cards. Uh, he took it to a place where there's like thousands of Magic players, and he said that deck destroyed almost every deck it came across. Yeah. It's actually insane. Like, the only ones I've actually beaten him against is when it gets mana screwed. And then I have, like, a super fast deck, like my Thrakus the Butcher deck. Um, like, the last few days, I've gotten so close to beating it. Like, I've had almost enough damage to kill him, and I swing with everything. Um, and then I've not, just not enough, and then they always kill me on the crack back. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Watsy... I feel like it's also kind of not his fault because Hasbro has been messing up magic too. Because now that Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast, it doesn't help. Yeah. But, Hasbro but owns it, enough to focus on. 
Yeah, Hasbro's just greedy, and that's kind of what Magic is running into an issue, is they everything they do, like the Lord of the Rings set, I will give them credit. It was a really good set. There wasn't yeah. a lot of, like, either the cards were really bad or really good, so there was no in the middle, which I'm kind of upset about, but I won't complain too much. But, like, when they did the Walking Dead, um, that was a money grab. When they did the Transformer, those aren't sets. Those are obviously individual yeah. cards, but recently all of So, I think that's super... I think that's super dumb. I think that you can, like... I think that they should stop printing these cards that you can, like, only get in collector boosters and ones that you can get in, like, one in every thousand or uh, ten thousand set boosters. Because then you just, like, buy a box, like, oh, I'm just going to buy my box of the set, and then you pull, like... Like, you buy your box of set boosters for the Phyrexian All-Will-Be-1 set, and then you just pull an Oil Flick Elishnorn out of your set boosters. Like, sure, it's super-duper unlikely, but it makes it way more exciting. Like, I love opening booster packs. The thrill is so awesome. And, like, being able to pull these super-expensive cards on the non-expensive booster packs, even the... Um, the 0.001% chance that you do pull it, it, it's still much more exciting than the 0% chance. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be fun. But again, they will never do that because it's magic and they won't... Because it's Watsy. Yeah, and he doesn't... They They're doing better than when he first... Uh, came in, but the issue is now they're they're not they're doing better, but they still don't listen to the community that much. Yeah, you want to know what I think that would be cool? Yeah, I think they should like hire certain people in the community to like take over a few other like groups, kind of like Watsi, um, except that it's more like Parliament. Like you have the people at the bottom who do some work, and then you have like. Uh, the, the bosses who, like, vote on stuff with the rest of it. Because just Watsy controlling it is super dumb. It's like, if you could make this, like, the U.S. government where everything wants something else but they counterbalance, it would be so much better, right? Yeah, for sure. No offense to anyone who thinks that the U.S. government is stupid. Not, not many people will deny that, but... Oh, now I have to say no offense to the U.S. government... Why they're not going to listen to this? The U.S. government has its own issues. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'll give it some credit. It is better than almost every other government, but it still is, sucks compared to what it used to be. But back to magic. Yeah, yeah. This is not, this is not a politics podcast. <laughs> the, only yeah. is, the only reason that we talk about politics on this podcast is if we started talking about the Secret Council and voting. Wizard, because Wizards of the Coast is a dictatorship. Yeah, it kind of is. I, I like this magic YouTuber. Not like I'm like a kid who just spends all his time on YouTube watching stuff, but like I get like very limited screen time. And when I do that screen time, uh, there's this one YouTuber that I really like called Magic the Noah. Uh, shout out to him. He's, he's the he's best. Really yeah, I like how he always takes the card Greed and then replaces the picture with Wizards of the Coast, which I think is 100% accurate, and I can't blame him <laughs> in the slightest. It pretty I much swear, is. 
I swear, if, like, we could actually get, like, enough cardstock to actually print copies of the card greed, but with Wizards of the Coast on it, I could, like, put them on TCG Player and be like, these are actually real cards that you can use in your commander decks. Please buy them because they're true. Yeah. And the other issue, too, is Wizards of the Coast knows they're greedy, but they're kind of in a situation where they're like, oh, we need to fix this, so we need to calm down. And then they're like, well, we can't turn off the machines. It's printing money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I've read, like, articles about, like, Hasbro has, and, like, Wizards of the Coast has, like, doubled or, like, made, like, a lot bigger profit than they have, like, recently. And, like, they're so focused about making it so that more people, they're so focused on making more expensive things that they're starting to just forget about, like, the cheap stuff. They're just like, we need more money even though we just, like, quadrupled our sales. Yeah, and the other thing I feel like they need to do is calm down on making everything faster. I get- Yeah, like, like, so many people have complained about how they just, like, oh, we're going to release a set. Oh, well, guess what? Two weeks later, we have another set that you have to read all the spoilers for and decide what cards you want to put in your commander decks. And then, guess what? Two days after that, we're going to release this 10-card special thing that you have to also choose from. And then blah, 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 blah. It's like... Yeah. What do you think of the overflow of sets? The overflow is ridiculous. I feel like they should go back to what they originally had. Not that I don't agree with how many sets they have now, but the issue is our day and age, because after the pandemic, inflation and whatnot, is now no one has the money to go spend like hundreds of dollars every three months. Well, more than that, like a hundred dollars every month. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Maybe before... The pandemic, and I'm just using the pandemic as an example because that's really when inflation got terrible. But because of inflation and because of no one's getting paid more, things like that, no one has the money or no one wants to spend the money on like magic because it's the least necessity. And granted, it is a great thing and I love it, but if you're true to yourself, it's not a necessity. So releasing a set every three months isn't going to make you more sales. It's just going to make people who are rich give more money and then drive away the people who don't or can't. Yeah. Like... Because they're, they're going to run out of ideas. They're using all their ideas while no one's buying it, and they can't redo the ideas again. I mean, Wizards, if one thing Wizards of the Coast has shown is that they're very against reprints. Until they decide that they're not very against reprints and reprint everything. And then they change their minds again. Yeah, because money speaks for itself. Like, Commander Masters, that, yeah. that is not, it's not going to be good. Um, some of the cards look cool, but the thing is, these commander sets have been, like, 200% reprints, which is super annoying, because when I open the booster packs, I'm like, hey, I've seen this card before. Why is it just in alternate art foil right now? I, I want new cards. If I'm going to buy, like, box, if I'm going to buy packs from this new set, I want cards specifically from this set. I don't want cards that I can just get inside of, like, any other pack almost. Yeah, 
Yeah. Everything is driven by money, and I feel like once they fix that, they'll be better. Not that obviously it's a business. They want to make money. That's a good thing because that means they can make, put more money into it, make more money, and everybody's happy. But what they need to stop doing is stop releasing so many sets. And the other thing that I genuinely think they need to stop doing is they need to stop making cards better. And that sounds like a weird idea, but they're going to, like, back in the day, as you said, two mana for 1-1 one, one with flying was ridiculous. I mean, that's why... Um, What's that card's name? The dragon. The original dragon. Uh, why can't I think? Nicol Bolas? No. Uh, why can I not think of any card names today? The Ur, the Ur dragon? No, it's the dragon that's flying. It sucks now, but it's like the original dragon. People know what it is if you're listening. It's that weird dragon, but like that card or any card realistically from the old sets is good, but... It, they're not good nowadays because now you can get a 5-5 five five for 2 mana with Death Touch lifelink and whatnot. Obviously, that's not true. But at some point, when when is it going to stop? Like, when are you going to stop advancing magic? Yeah. Like, power creep is ridiculous. It's like, terrible. It's, it's actually insane. Like, a, like a 5-mana 3-3 three three was, like, good stats back then. And now... If you're gonna play that card, it's gonna be a five mana three three with haste, death touch, lifelink, vigilance, flying, uh, maybe indestructible. Like And it'll have Armageddon on the back. Oh my gosh. Imagine dude, I think I just killed you. Imagine you just had a card that had like tap pay Armageddon's mana cost and play and play it as a triggered ability. No. It's okay. It's it's okay, buddy. Don't give Wizards of the Coast ideas. <laughs> Can we not name, that the not, not that the lover listen? I think that we should name this episode um, special guest Armageddon Week. All right, I I'll swear do that. More, than, more than ten minutes of this content has been Armageddon. No, it's been like thirty minutes. <laughs> this will be the longest episode by far. Yeah. Do you think we're going to start wrapping it up, or do you think we're just going to hit on Yeah, we definitely should. <laughs> uh, no, Watsies, everybody knows you don't need a podcaster's opinion to t- know that magic is all about money, and all they're doing is they're making things better. I get that you want to make your game better. That's like, why wouldn't you make your car better? I mean, obviously, that's a weird reference, but like, if you can make something better, you're probably going to, but at some point, when is magic going to get too fast? Like, look at Commander. Soul Ring is a great card, and they're trying to ban it. Do I think they should ban it? No, I love Soul Ring. But there's cards now that don't need Soul Ring, and you still can get them out by turn two or three. Like, that's ridiculous. They're like, yeah, they're like Busto. Like, um, like the thing that you can do is just like turn one land, tap, uh, Soul Ring, tap it, Arcane Signet, tap it, uh, play another Mana Rock. And then you're just like, all right, pass. And the other person is just sitting there with their mouth open. They draw, play their tap land, and pass. And then you just like turn around and cast like your eight mana, like 10 10 flying trample haste dragon. And they're just like, uh, game two. <laughs> like, yeah. needs to stop. Power, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this new magic slogan. Power creep needs to stop now. 
All right. Yeah, it's bad. You can come up with a poster of the picture of dudes and boo saying that attached to like a body um, with like the United States of America colors filtered over everything. Uh, we'll give you a shout out. Yeah. I'll, I but. will also maybe like, I don't know, like shrink that image and put it like somewhere on my, on the uh, dudes and boo logo. Nice. I will not do that. So don't do that for me. All right, Only so send, send it to me Armageddon's. Yeah, send it to well, send it to our email because our email is shared with yours. Right, because we don't, we can't share our email because I'm a child. Sniff. Yeah. I so. know. I know. Lots of you people don't believe me, but I am a child. Yeah, but we're we're gonna wrap it up. So as our final note, uh, I do want to say thank you for being our guest on here i'm sure everybody will appreciate that it wasn't just me because i am boring to listen to by myself without a script and i was not going to write a script for magic because magic with all facts isn't magic it needs to be fun it needs to be spicy yeah something about magic just needs to be funny or else it isn't magical yeah there's there's no one person magic podcast there there's not and there, I mean, some podcasts start that way, but yeah, they always but, but they always need a co-host or two, or maybe seven, three, yeah, or more. But for those who don't know, as we wrap it up, uh, obviously this is Steven. So for those who don't know, we are in partnership with them. So pretty much what that means is nothing fancy, but. We, if like you want to email them because they don't have their own email currently, then email us. We'll send it to them. Uh, but what our partnership for our two podcasts pretty much means in a nutshell is that like if we need his help, like Brady was gone this week, so I could like hit him a message, and he's like a co co host, like a co co, add like ten co hosts, co's, and then co host, so, like he he's there if we need them and then same for us and obviously we'll guess like he'll have an interview next week but that's like you'll hear him more than once so that's what our partnership kind of is it's we're both going to grow together because there's kind of a disunity between magic podcasts they're all like stubborn and they're too big and greedy they're all alone and by themselves they're basically like mini watsies no offense to any of them no edh rec i'm coming for you what happened to all that talk that you didn't want to replace any of these major magic stuffs? I'm not going to replace them. I'm going to have such a big influence on them that they become, I'll buy them out and then they're all mine. So you're just going to make a ton of money off of the podcast and buy EDH Rack? I wish, but I would never do that because that would be a monopoly. But, uh, like, Toyer and Communicality, I love him. Like, he's a great magic guy. I just, I wish he reached out to his, uh, like, people more. Like, that's his job. Like, I get you have thousands upon thousands, but, like, you could have an email, and you could, like, let people email you, and you could respond to a few. Wouldn't like, it be better um, if he had, like, a fake email that wasn't his actual email, but, like, Whenever he was bored and didn't have anything to do, he would just go on his email and, like, respond to, like, 
don't know, 200 people with like, yeah, that's cool. Maybe I'll do that or something. Yeah, just like engage with the community more. Like a lot of like uh, the two podcasts Brady and I are going to be on. They're great at doing that. But again, they're smaller, so they haven't been corrupted yet. And I hope they never will be. Uh, but like EDH Retcast, EDH Rec is a great website and not their own thing. But the EDH Retcast is their own branch off of EDH Rec. And I had to stop listening to EDH Retcast because one, they won't do partnerships. Two, they won't like they don't have an email and they won't respond to you and three they also won't like reach out and to even like let them talk to you you have to pay like you i give it they want money but like you have to pay to talk to them like they're 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 probably your influence So it's just one of those things that, like, that's why we're doing this partnership is because, one, we can grow together. Two, realistically, we uh, uh, we need to – that's that's really what this partnership is. It's doing it together, making sure that Magic has a real community because Magic has a community in LGSs, but in podcasting, there's absolutely no community, period. So that's what Commander Lander is all about. And that's obviously what Dudes and Boo is trying to be about. And then obviously. We're not popular yet. Even though we have a hamster. I, I Come on, people. It's a, it's a podcast with a hamster. W- what more do you want? Okay. <laughs> what more do you need <laughs> have good content? Yeah. But that's. That's really what I think magic comes down to is there's too many big influences and there's too many people ignoring their audience, even when it comes to magic as itself. I feel like if it goes back to being a true community, I think that will be better. But that's our opinions. I'm your host, Owen. I'm your co-co-co-co-co-co-co-host slash guest, Steven. And this was one of the probably second the best episode uh, without Brady <laughs> and then Brady will be back next week. So, uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll be back next week with Brady and maybe Steven. So yeah, peace out. Armageddon. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in the episode now. That's going to be so good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs>